Hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of Fandom Talk, right smack dab in the latter half of um, summer video games with Fandom Correspondence. Uh, we're talking about more video game stuff. Um, a special episode today, because in addition to my usual compatriots, uh, we have a, a special guest with us today who's very close to my heart, but um, I'll get um, to them here in a bit. Um, I'm Al. On the Phantom Correspondence, you've probably heard me talk about all kinds of video game stuff over the months. Um, but we also have the boss man, the head cheese, the the queso con carne, uh, Jacob Hardesty, our editor-in-chief. What's going on, Jacob? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Just ready to, you know, defend one of my favorite video game series that makes me cry at the end, you know? So, Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you heard it here here first, folks. We're talking about Super Mario Odyssey tonight. <laughs> um, and then, um, um, as per usual, we got also um, the um, the eldest and the wisest of our group. We have Joshua here tonight. Joshua, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing. Thank you for asking. I'm doing quite well. Um, and then we Excuse also had, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just, should have asked how you were. <laughs> you should. You should have. I'm glad you caught that stray as it came as it came your way. Um, then we also have um, Jenny here as well. Jenny, how are you, ma'am? I'm great. Doing great. Glad to be here. Hell yeah! It, it's a good day to be here. It's a good day to be a fan of something. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we have a particularly special guest today, a man who. Hour for hour has probably spent the most time in close proximity to me <laughs> in the years. Um, it, is, <laughs> it, it is my dear friend and master of master of video editing magic in Lexington, Kentucky. We've got Harry Fogel. Harry, how Hello. are you doing, bud? Hey, I am doing great. I am here to talk about a video game whose ending made me cry as well but perhaps in a different way <laughs> <laughs> all right well in case you all haven't figured it out yet um the game franchise we're talking about today um because it has an anniversary this year as as have a ton of other video game franchises we've talked about um over the last couple of months have had anniversaries uh, we're talking about kingdom hearts um the weird just <sighs> product of Square Enix just having too much time on their hands on yep. one Saturday afternoon and saying, yeah. guys, what if we just, what if we just smush some parts together? Um, and some hearts together. Some parts together and some hearts together. Yeah. And, and come well, out it was actually, the, the game was actually a, um, it was a literal elevator pitch from someone in Square Enix to a Disney executive. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, hey, you want to, like, have our people call your people, and, like, yeah. I, I didn't know that either, I actually, and that's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. That, I mean, that had to have been the longest elevator ride in, in the history <laughs> of the Yeah, it was, yeah, the, the story was, uh, you know, just the two people were in there, and, you know, Just he's just saying the entirety of Simple and Clean by Hikari Utada. <laughs> and the Disney executive just handed him a blank check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Uh, oh. 
oh to live the life of someone else for yes. just a thing. <laughs> um, that's incredible. Um, so hey, everybody, we're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Um, so here's how it's going to work for anybody who listens habitually to our podcasts. Um, a few months ago, we did something called Fandom Defense Court, where each of us chose a character we love. And um, the other fandom correspondents just kind of launched um, some questions at them about that character, had them kind of defend their taste a little bit um, for those various fictional characters. Uh, we're doing a similar thing today because um, Jacob, has a love um, for Kingdom Hearts, um, the franchise. Um, Harry has a love-hate relationship uh, with Kingdom Hearts, um, which is probably a, a majority love, um, I would probably yes, say. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, there's more love than hate there. But um, for um, the rest of us, for me, Josh, and Jenny, uh, we have had um, limited to zero exposure to the franchise probably um i know just speaking for myself i played the very first game when i was a kid um, on playstation 2 um all other exposure has just been from watching other people play them primarily harry um in <laughs> fact um um jenny josh is that about on um, the same kind of exposure that y'all have had to the franchise um josh oh i i just think it's funny because Technically, yes, I have limited exposure to the franchise. And what that means, I beat the first two 40-hour piece games. Uh, and that's technically limited exposure to the <laughs> franchise. So, so, yeah, you're right. I do have limited exposure. Yep, but that is... that's weird for this franchise. <laughs> no, that is an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> the defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> all right already ready that's the podcast um um and um jen how about you how much exposure have you had to kingdom hearts um well no i was definitely like obsessed with the first two um uh, but haven't played this third one like at all um but i mean yeah i was definitely into it like a lot so this will be fun yeah this will be fun this will be a blast um say so what we're gonna do we're gonna um harken back to the uh, fandom defense court kind of style for this one um where harry and jacob are going to field questions from us three um uh, we'll toss some questions their way see how they see how they handle them see what kind of um how their relationship with the franchise comes out on the end of this um whole shindig um and yeah it should be fun i'm really intrigued just to see what their answers are um so we will um just go ahead and jump in real quick um and i'll give y'all just kind of a general um kind of question here which is great because this will sound like a softball question but for anybody who knows a lot about kingdom hearts this could turn out to be um, a bit more of a contentious <laughs> question than it might seem uh, harry and jacob between you all um i'll start with um, we'll start with our guests i'll start with harry Give me just a quick summary of what Kingdom Hearts is. Cute music. <laughs> All right, I just so, knew this was going to be the question. Wow. Okay. I mean, at its essence, like just the selling point is you have Final Fantasy characters, mostly Final Fantasy inspired characters, kind of with a crossover story with 
um, Disney characters. And I'm going to say most, but I'm pretty sure all of them, all the original characters were designed by the same character designer as Final Fantasy VII. So a very, very talented artist with like just really good, like an eye for that kind of thing. Um, just made these really cool, unique, like anime style characters. And there's just this kind of, the first one is just this very charming little JRPG story where your playable um, good anime boy will go through um, these different worlds and each world is a different Disney movie and you go and you meet the Disney characters and you do just a lot of fun RPG things and you just go on this nice little adventure. Um, yeah, and it's just very sweet. It, and just the kind of the, the juxtaposition and the mix of the two things works a lot better than one would think you know, just from hearing the premise. Um, and it's just a good time. I gotcha. Yeah, no, no, I think that's an excellent, it's an, it's an excellent way to answer that in a, in a very concise way. Uh, Jacob, is there anything you feel like you should add to um, help any potential people who are listening to this who maybe don't have any exposure to what Kingdom Hearts is and anything you feel like you should add? All right, so immediately after that, you just get nobodies out of nowhere. And <laughs> so nobodies are like separate beings, are kind of like variants. If you've been watching Loki, um, there's an entire organization of them that are trying to hunt down Sora um, because they need him to be able to open up the Kingdom Hearts itself. Um, also, there's like the main villain is like three different versions of one person. Um, and uh, yeah, it gets kind of crazy from there. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, that's just kind of, uh, that's, that's kind of leading to Kingdom Hearts 2 there for you. So, uh, Dude, I do really appreciate that we described nobodies before Heartless. Happy, happy this, to help. <laughs> <laughs> which is just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, well, okay, Harry, what are the Heartless? They're just like the generic, like fun cartoon characters, like the whole as the name implies, uh, it's just kind of about the heart. And in the sense of this game, it's not just like the thing that pumps blood through your, your body and oxygenates it. It's like just, you know, kind of, it, it's essentially like your soul. Um, and I'm wondering if there's like some kind of translation thing, um, because if I remember right, there's some pieces of dialogue in Kingdom Hearts 3 that kind of like imply that your soul and your heart are separate. Um, so I don't know if that is... A, due to um, just something being lost in translation when being put into English. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of like, you know, you, the, you, you, like your soul. And a big theme in it is just like, um, there's just this darkness um, in the, the universe of the series. And when... God, it's this. This is gonna be the best podcast ever. <laughs> oh my God, I, I, the the first the first one just works just pretty well. It's just like you know you get attacked by these things and you get turned into a heartless and like they're these little like shadow monsters, and like I I part of me is like oh I don't want to spoil anything and the other part of me is just kind of like that's you you just kind of can't spoil anything because it just it's just nonsense. <laughs> Essentially, the Heartless are just like little cartoon monsters, and people can be turned into Heartless. And yeah, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't prepared to answer that. I was like, I guess, no, no, it's okay. No, no. Again, I think you're doing a great job. So they are they are just generic JRPG bad guys. 
gotcha. Yeah, so like really with really again, really good character designs. Yeah, yes, that's true. That's something I will um absolutely agree with is that the character design um in Kingdom Hearts games um is you is usually pretty good. It's usually pretty, pretty solid as far as um as far as having it be not so striking yes. as a bunch of like anime boys um hanging out with a bunch of Disney characters. It looks really good. Yes. Um so I'll expand on that just a little bit. So there's a bunch of of Kingdom Hearts um, games out there. Just to clarify for everybody, again, if you don't know a whole lot about Kingdom Hearts, there's three games as far as Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, and then there are side games as well. There's a question Josh is going to ask that will get a little bit more into that. But um, I just wanted to clarify again for anybody at home, um, who doesn't know a whole lot about the franchise, uh, just to kind of give you a framework to work within. Um, okay, great. I think those were excellent. <laughs> I think those were excellent a- answers to that very broad question. Um, uh, there's a lot to keep. Mine up. was not an excellent answer, but I appreciate your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll follow that up with a little bit more specific of a question. Um, so um, it's kind of a two-parter. Um, Jacob, I'll start with you this time. Okay. Uh, so the first part of this question is, how would you categorize the Kingdom Hearts games? Would you say they're more action-adventure? Would you say they're more RPG? Are they kind of a, um, a beautiful sandwich of a few t- different types of game um, categories? How would you kind of operationalize what kind of game Kingdom Hearts is? So, I mean, the, the the beautiful sandwich is the best way to describe it, honestly. Um, because it usually is. It usually is, yes. Um, I was actually thinking about this last week, whenever we had first kind of started setting this up. Um, I remember when I first started playing it, of course, I I was like seven or eight at the time. So I had no idea how to do, you know, hardly anything when it came to the, like the RPG side of it. Like I, when Josh finally showed me how to assign dodge roll to square, I was just like, Oh my gosh, the game has changed forever. You know? So yeah. So when it came to that, you know, like I remember, I remember really struggling playing the first two because I was basically just button mashing pretty much. Um, and not really doing any kind of actual RPG elements, but at the same time, I still enjoyed myself. I still love the game as a whole because of it. And it still hooked me in. So from that, so on one hand, I would say yes, as the action adventure, but if you're trying to like do any of the side quest, and if you ever want to challenge Sephiroth at all, you are going to have to go in from an RPG standpoint and be like, all right, time to go grind on Olympus Coliseum for the next like six hours before I can finally get the ultimate Keyblade, And then, go and then go to town you know so so i i would say it's a it's a solid mix between like it's a jrpg but it's a jrpg that is targeted to be open for everyone so it has more action adventure elements as well in it okay gotcha gotcha so um so building off of that i'm um i'm glad you brought up the mechanics of the game uh because harry the question i have for you uh because harry and i uh, have played a lot of the same games over the years um um, and anybody who knows me or or has heard me talk about video games on the podcast knows that I am 
very much invested in um, how combat works um, in various games, especially in um, character action games, which Kingdom Hearts um, kind of fits within the um, scope of. Um, so Harry, our special guest, um, I would ask you, um, especially in terms of Kingdom Hearts 3, just because it's the most recent iteration of the of the franchise, um, how do you think the combat and just kind of the action of the game but especially the combat kind of compares to other recent character action games like um on the spider-man games or god of war um or games like that how would you kind of compare contrast um on the combat systems in those gotcha well it let's see i'm trying to think of like between the examples you gave i think i i suppose the best would be god of war though they are very different because in and the main difference is just how much your character moves. Um, yeah. And so the player character's name is Sora. And he, the further in the series you get, just the m- more options you get for how to make them move around the and like fight. And you just get a lot more options as the game goes. Because like, you know, replaying one, especially early on, um, it's really just kind of like... For the first few worlds in Kingdom Hearts 1, it's you are basically going around with like your basic spells and like your uh, t- three-hit combo and just kind of doing that over and over again. But it really just kind of expands and you get to add more combos and you get to add more like abilities and spells and things like that. So, hmm. As far as things right now, oh gosh. I don't know, it, it really... It, And there was kind of this, like, schism that happened in action games with um, Assassin's Creed and Batman Arkham Asylum, where you you got really heavily into, like, you would just kind of, like, hop around and punch people, and then someone would try to hit you, and you would counter them, and that was just kind of the game. Right. Like, uh, countering in Assassin's Creed 1 was just, like, the only viable thing to do. (laughs) Um, and it's not so much in this, like, it's a very, um, depending on what level you're in or like what level you're like playing at, because there is like a really big speed running community with like uh, certain sections of this game. It's pretty interesting. Um, but as far as the actual core game goes, like the story, it is a very proactive fighting system. Um, you do have to react to bosses and you do have to um, pay attention to them and kind of learn their moveset and things like that. But for the most part, you can be very proactive. So that, that's that's generally how I would describe it. And th- there's also, you really have to kind of balance using your attacks and your magic. And then usually each game will have kind of like a a third resource that you can use. And there's just kind of like, keep adding on and things like that um that is actually one of my least favorite things about kingdom hearts 3 is it it just takes all of those or most all of those systems from the other games and just throws them all in and um again i'm not into the competitive side i play on normal um and and the first two games and um the spinoffs gave me the experience I wanted, you know, like I really had to like try. They gave me a really good challenge. Like I lost at boss fights pretty often before beating them. Same with certain combat encounters and things like that. 
Um, but with three, you just have, again, you have all these options and you have all these like random things. And like they threw in the bit where like you can summon like a Disney park ride and it just does a bunch of damage to everything. And it's just like, it was just like not fun and <laughs> so much happening. And Jacob, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, I think your seven-year-old self would have loved Kingdom Hearts 3 because you just keep pressing the attack yes. button and you <laughs> yeah, will no, just oh, win. Yeah, correct. Like, you, you have all these choices, but none of them matter. And so it's just kind of like, well, that's cool. Harry, <laughs> <laughs> real quick. The, the, I, I I know they might they might get into that and asking that, but just from from one person who played Kingdom Hearts three to another, and you because you brought up the Disney rides, about what level did you stop using? The, did you just stop hitting a triangle? Uh, probably about halfway through. It was because it was just like it, it it's this really weird thing where, and it would always be the the weird laser tag one, like the I think it's the Buzz mm-hmm. Lightyear ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where like I would have like beaten all the enemies in a room and so I would just be like there in my little like ride in like just this empty room <laughs> just waiting for it to go away because <laughs> you can't and, cancel out <laughs> yeah, well it's just it's just like yeah it was like just just weird I don't know because at first I was just like it was just really fun and exciting, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I'm breezing through this because it's really early. And, like, I do intend to go back on a harder difficulty, but just, like, I don't know. I Like I said, I got the experience I wanted from the previous games on the same difficulty. And so it was my hope that I would, that would translate in these games, too. Or in three, rather. So yeah, it did not take me long to just abandon the Disney rides, and you can <laughs> you can turn them off. Like you can set it to where it doesn't prompt you to to do them. So I don't know. It's just like they're they're neat, and I'm sure they you know made people happy, but those people are wrong, and I, I dislike them for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, alrighty, and uh, with that, I want to throw out. Um, of our trademark saying at FC, I'm Phantom is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> but, but only if you're smart and cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. It's all sarcasm. Yeah, it's, Follow it's your fun. bliss. Um, <laughs> also, I do love, um, that might be my favorite combination of of statements there where you were just like they added these attacks are basically your simulations of disney rides and they just weren't fun which yeah. is my, which is my favorite <laughs> series of statements i've ever heard which, yeah just, just imagine yeah. just imagine you on space mountain just like arms cr- crossed just like really unhappy <laughs> i mean that's i mean you 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 okay so there's a part where you do get on Space Mountain to fight <laughs> the Rock Titan from Hercules, okay. and it's super boring. <laughs> <laughs> what a I was about, yeah, I was about to say that sounds awesome. It it Everything sure does, does, doesn't it? It's different. It's like you get on Space Mountain to fight the Rock Titan from Hercules, and it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's incredible. All right. Um, that's great. Yeah. Um, because like, I've always thought that the combat system in, in Kingdom Hearts, because again, the combat systems in, in games is something I really um, get lost in. And I always thought it was interesting in Kingdom Hearts because it really tries to combine that Square Enix style of of um, action <laughs> with like the physical combat and trying to balance it with um, whether it be spells or abilities, depending on right. the franchise they made. Because it's real time. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so um, if anybody wants an idea who hasn't played Kingdom Hearts, um, I would kind of point to the remake of Final Fantasy Heaven. Um, it's kind of a very similar kind of flow to that in a lot of ways. It's not exactly a one-to-one -one parallel, but it's that kind of um, idea behind it. Yeah. And I didn't want to, like, I've never played a Devil May Cry game, but, like, it's not, based on what I've seen, it's not dissimilar from that. Like, as far as recent games, because, like, the there's a Devil May Cry game that came out recently, but, like, mm -hmm. I, like I said, just, like, the action games, especially in the Western market, have really kind of shifted right yeah yeah it's so. entirely true yeah um i talked about a similar thing on the dmc article um i made for its anniversary um a couple of months ago anybody who wants to check that out can go to the website um but yeah no uh those are great answers guys i'm going to toss it over to uh joshua for his first question and mm -hmm. I I just can't wait to see Josh interact with these questions and these these wonderful Kingdom Hearts fans we got. So Josh, I'll toss it to you, buddy. So yeah, um, so as I mentioned, so I, I'll tell you a little backstory of this question on why I wanted this question in here. So I love Kingdom Hearts one. It's probably mm -hmm. probably one of my favorite games ever. Mm -hmm. I was thinking right. two is probably would be in my top twenty games ever. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, you know, loved them. Loved loved the story. You know, Kingdom Hearts two though has an issue in that there's a game in between, mm -hmm. and so there's story aspect that they they kind of explain. I thought they explained it fairly well. Um, I didn't think they explained it as well as 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 you once did, Harry. Uh, but 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 they did explain it fairly well. Okay. But then so like when Kingdom Hearts three comes out. Jake plays it first, okay? Yeah. Now, I remember watching this opening cutscene. <coughs> Excuse me. And there's two characters playing chess that I've never seen before in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And and I asked Jake, I was like, "How? What? What do I need to know to play this game?" And he just looked at me with dead eyes, <laughs> like he had seen into the void, <laughs> and was like, "You have to play them all." There's no way around it. He's like, you have to play everything. So, here's the thing. I, I, here, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Kingdom Hearts a little bit of credit in that. Before I would say the last three years, in order to play all these games, you probably need to hunt down several different systems. Now they put all these games basically on one, uh, one single solitary disc. That being said, that's what seven games before. Kingdom Hearts 3, is it 7? Let's see. Uh, there is uh, Kingdom Hearts Sleep. Chain of Memories. There is Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. There's yep. Kingdom Hearts Recoded. There's Kingdom yep. Hearts Coded. There's Kingdom Hearts X. I'm sorry, Kingdom Hearts Key. Uh, there's Dream mm. Drop Distance. You, you correct yourself. <laughs> uh, Birth by Sleep. 
Yeah, there, there's like a ton. Like it's. So we're at we're at seven. We're at nine altogether, including the numbered okay, entries. Before you yeah. get to three. Before right? you get to three. Okay. So here's my question. Okay. Is Kingdom Hearts an elitist or exclusionary game by asking newcomers to play through an onslaught of games to understand what exactly is going on? <laughs> I am oh, so yeah. happy you did not reward oh, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. No, there I was actually going to mention that. Like, I, I do think it's kind of like, especially when you, like, in the early days, like, you know, you expect someone to have, like, um, to have had uh, a PlayStation 2, a Game Boy Advanced, um, like a, a 3DS, a PlayStation yeah. Portable. Yeah. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. And then um, to have a mobile game have pertinent, like, canon events <laughs> <laughs> is just absurd. So, yeah, no, the, the game is absolutely exclusive. Um, like I wanted to play Dream Drop Distance for a while, but could not because I didn't have a 3DS. So like, yeah, no, I, I was excluded. And they have taken steps to remedy this because they have consolidated them to collections. But I, I do think it's too little too late. Um, like that's really cool and everything. But yeah, no, I mean, to, to keep track of the game for the, the franchise for that period of time. Yeah. No, that was that was definitely exclusive. I would say yes. Jacob. So <laughs> I will answer your question by making this by telling you a story about Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. So in Kingdom Hearts 3, there is a scene where Sora almost dies. Okay. And he's in what is known as the Keyblade Graveyard. Okay, it's a it's a place where there's just a bunch of keyblades and a really awesome trailer. Took place and a there really awesome trailer took place there. Yes. Back in yes. Yes. Back in, back yeah. in 2006. OK, well, you you will not know what that graveyard means until you play the mobile game, because what yep. happens is every single keyblade that is there is actually the keyblade of one of the people who logged onto the mobile game. And so every Keyblade is someone else's personal Keyblade. And so it's all the Keyblade wielders from the mobile game helping Sora um, during that point. I had no idea what was happening because I had never even looked up the story of the mobile game because I didn't know that I needed to. I watched the little hour-long movie that came on the collection disc, and it still gave me nothing about that. Yep. So to... Yeah, it, it was awkward. So is the mobile you know? game, to, so I, this is going to sound stupid, I guess, but is the mobile game not on any of the collections? No. it was, Yeah, I mean, no question about Kingdom Hearts will sound as stupid as the answer. That's fair. Um, no, not only, here's, here's the craziest part. Not only is it not in the collections, it was removed from the App Store by the time the third game came out. So you literally couldn't get back in to to find out the story. Um, I had to look up a bunch of stuff online to find out, you know, what what was happening in that scene because like there's a scene where like there's this little like flying creature that's like guiding you like through basically through the almost afterlife, which it, which yes I said that correctly. Um, yep. And you don't know what that's what that is until you played the mobile game. There like 
when Harry was saying, like, there is pertinent information in this game, he's not wrong. Yep. Like, I had to look up a lot of this stuff to basically understand what is it's, basically the, the penultimate chapter of, of, of it's, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yo, it, it's not just fun little, like, Easter eggs. <laughs> like, no, like, it's, it's a guiding force about 75% of the way through the main storyline. Yeah. It's a guiding force for about the next, like, three hours. Yep. And uh, so, so I don't necessarily know if elitist would be the right word, but the but an exclusivity uh, is definitely uh, definitely the thing. But yeah, yeah, actually, no, yeah, elitist, yeah, we'll go with elitist. You you have to pay for the consoles, like, and that you know is not cheap, especially for like you know a lot of like kids and people. Like, I just basically anyone in any financial position, like, it's it's very rare that you're going to be able to have bought all of those various consoles like and they just they just keep throwing curveballs at you mm-hmm. um which for the record i also like when i'm making the statement that like every keyblade had an owner there is a scene that literally shows you the name of every single person yeah like and it and it goes on for a while which yep. Which then, at one point, I, I, I was thinking, like, there's an alternate reality where no one played this and Sora doesn't get any help. Like, when, <laughs> where there's been a really sad scene where, like, he's just hanging out. I'm just, all like, there's, alone. There's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, that, that'd, be, that'd be really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. All right. All right, guys. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. That was a tough question. That was our more aggressive question mm-hmm. of the night. But you guys handled it really well. I like that. Kingdom, I mean, Kingdom Hearts deserves that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I'll follow that up again just to help out possibly people at home who who aren't as familiar. If somebody were to want to do a deep dive, uh, Harry and Jacob, is there a specific collection of the games that you would s- suggest they try to find like on well, the GameStop or an indie shop? that's the frustrating thing is even even the consolidations get a little confusing because the uh there's one that has like the 2.8 but i believe that the one that has 2.8 does not have dream drop distance or (laughs) 358 like there there are two there are two collections both both of which have kingdom hearts one and two um but one hg there's like one game missing from each collection essentially so that i that's just you know i think that they're all on game pass though if you are if you have an xbox which woohoo oh, but gotcha <laughs> i didn't know that i didn't know that was on game pass i i don't don't quote me on that I, I know that they're on i know that they're on the microsoft store and i know that kingdom hearts 3 is on game pass for sure mm-hmm. but yeah i did not play kingdom hearts 2.8 <laughs> um, I, just, I just never got around to it. That's the the spinoff I I haven't played, um, or it's one of the spinoffs I haven't played. Wow! And you call it, yourself a you call yourself yeah. a Kingdom Hearts fan? No, I mean I could I could be. There's like a million ways in which I could be gate kept. Like I was just thinking about like describing the action in the game. Like I'm not into the like I. I'm aware of the speed running scene for Kingdom Hearts, um, and the community seems like you know just pretty cool. But you know, I'm sure that 
like if anyone listening to this is a part of that, they would be just wanting to pull their hair out from all the just how reductive my my explanation is. Um, so, like, I mean, there, there is a lot to it, but like, yeah, no, I could absolutely be gatekept. <laughs> um, and and this is just but one way. <laughs> you see, I am gatekeeping myself. <laughs> Still to be seen, so many more. Oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, all right, guys. Um, Josh, thank you very much for for uh, lobbing them that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I always turn to Josh for the harder questions because he just handles it so well. Um, um, now we're gonna go over to Jenny. Jenny has possibly my two favorite questions of the night. One because they kind of. Um, offer a little bit more positivity, especially after that last one. Um, so, Jenny, I'll go over. I'll, I'll go over to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, with most fandoms, I tie everything. I'm very sentimental about, like, the things that I'm into. If I like something, it's because I have really good memories that are tied to those things. So my question mm-hmm. Um, is um, do you all have a favorite memory or a moment in the game, uh, whether it be good or positive, I guess, or bad, um, that sticks out to you? And what is that? I'll ask uh, Harry first. Gotcha. So I have a good one here. Um, so this is positive and negative. Um, <laughs> like the, you know, but overall, I it's a very fond memory I have um concerning the game and so this was just in the time when the information was available online but i I was like 10 so i didn't really know to go seek it out um or anything like that so there there was just kind of that sense of like wonder with games that you just don't really have now Mm -hmm. um like I, i was just like i beat mass effect 2 uh just the other day and i was like well i know exactly how to make every member of my squad survive this so it doesn't really feel as good as the first time they all survived it um but yeah so like with with kingdom hearts like you know i I just i really like i just there there was just surprises around every corner and especially with like side content and stuff like that and so with the uh, olympus coliseum there was a lot of um optional boss fights and one boss fight was the ice titan from hercules and i was actually on the phone because me and me and my friend ben would just like talk all the time on our mom's landlines <laughs> while we played video games yeah <laughs> and i like was, like i was the first of the two of us to beat the ice titan i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it she's almost dead ben and like <laughs> we, you know, we were we were convinced that you got a keyblade when you beat him like a cool like ice keyblade and like i did it and i was like yeah i did it and like ben was like what did you get and like there's a pause and i said absolutely nothing <laughs> um and it's, it's worth saying that in the the final mix of Kingdom Hearts One, you do get a key plate for beating the the Ice Titan, but that oh, that is yeah. a very fond memory I have of Kingdom Hearts One, and just um, just to summarize, like just the sense of kind of like wonder and discovery um, that I just have fond memories of that as like a, just a ten year old playing it. So yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's, I love that. Cause that's kind of like my uh, memories involving it just because it was just one of the coolest concepts that I'd seen at that time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we weren't so like oversaturated uh, with, you know, previews and trailers and like, it just kind of appeared at Blockbuster and we were like, Ooh, yeah. And, you know, it was just, like, this really cool, really cool. I love that. Thank you. Uh, Jacob, same question. So, for me, well, for, first and foremost, Kingdom Hearts was the first game that I really binged. Because um, I remember mm. I remember one time sitting down and doing, like, three worlds in a row. And I look up, and it's literally been six hours. Yeah. And... And I realized two, th- and, and this was like when I first realized how time worked. Basically, that that, that, that kind of situation, because I was like, I just basically played Kingdom Hearts for almost like a a shift of work at a regular yeah. job, you know. Um, I've got to be at work just, in one Halloween town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, so I basically uh, that was. Like that—that that was a really good memory of, of just like doing that, like beating Jafar to the end of Agrabah. That'd be like, whoa! Like I'm, yeah. it's like it's like the sun is going down outside. You know, that probably kind of put thing. the controller down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, let's probably like walk away for a little bit. You know, do some other things. You know, I where's my family? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the sun sets on you, Jafar, just like it does outside my parents' bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, like for an actual like good like sentimental memory, um. The thing is, like when we when we really talk about Kingdom Hearts in general, as as much crap as we like to give it for it just being utterly ridiculous, because it, it definitely is. Um, when you really talk to people who talk about with a reverence and a love, you're going to find people who are around somewhere between our generation of Josh's age to my age, and it's because we grew up with these games, because these were some of the earliest games where we kind of had these kinds of experiences for a lot of people. Prime example, this was the first game that I really got involved with the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like play, playing Mario, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Mario. <coughs> you know, you, but you don't really, like, like if Mario gets hit by a Goomba, you're not going, oh, my God, it happened. You know, like, <laughs> contrast that with, you know, the ending to the first game literally has the main character's best friend sacrifice himself to close the door to kingdom hearts and he's mm-hmm. locked in the darkness mm-hmm. and then you're like okay well at least sora and Kyrie are together nope because Man. then Kyrie and sora are literally holding hands while Kyrie takes out the the um it's it's the charm for oathkeeper i can't remember what it's actually called um and he says, I'll come back to you. And she says, I know you will. And when then you walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and then Utana Hikaru comes on. And then you're crying. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, all these emotions are happening. You know, and then that's when you get this, like, this big you scene. You that- Mickey, though. I mean, Mickey also turning back. Don't worry. There'll always be the light. You know, or whatever he says there. And you're yeah. just like. Yes, but, yes, so okay. There is a lot going on. Yes, yeah. Also, yeah, that doorknobs is illegal on other planets. <laughs> 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 but, but then you know, like right after that, you start seeing like all of the different worlds you've gone to, basically having happy endings. Like Beast and Bell meet back up. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin and Jasmine are are together. You know, and, and all these other things just happen. That's just kind of, and if you're if you're like me. You know, for, some, for when I was younger, games took a lot longer to beat 
just yeah. just I was probably bad at the game. But because of that, that meant that like going back and seeing those was like a six month journey that like mm-hmm. just being brought back before before my eyes. So the ending of the Kingdom Hearts one will always be something that Memorable. will just always yeah. be in my head. Well, you know? again, it goes back to how you know we didn't have like let me check Twitter and see how this person yeah. did this. You know, mm-hmm. you either had a strategy guide or you were SOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, yeah. There were a lot of times we were SOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were. Why it did yeah. take us so long? But yeah. like again, like I liked it like that. Like, I will. Control Harry didn't have Twitter. <laughs> 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 the the two most memorable seeds in those games, though, is I remember we it took forever for us to be Captain Hook. Yeah, um, yeah, so, so long. <laughs> yeah, just unskippable cutscenes. And I will, I will, yeah, unskippable cutscenes. And I will never forget, like when we saw his health bar and we said, Josh, I said, Josh, it's a new color. Yeah, Josh, it's a new color because all because. In the first game, you didn't have all the different little green dots yeah. underneath. Every single one was a different color, and you just had to. You just kept praying to find green after the next one. That, <laughs> that's what you were hoping for. Xerxes um, can bleed. His health bar is green. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but also, like, and, and anyone who has played the game will understand how difficult this was. So when I got to Halabaskin. For some reason, I had Pinocchio and Geppetto's Keyblade equipped, mm. which meant that my damage was a five. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that back until you're facing off with Riku. Yeah. And the bigger issue there is that if you are facing off against a boss, you can't go in and change your Keyblade. So I heard Sora say, my friends are my power, and then proceed <laughs> to get my backside handed to me. Yeah. Constantly, like it just kept saying it because no, my friends are my power. My friends are my power. No, they're not. Get a different keyblade next time. Just why do we not have Olympia, just or Oblivion or something else right now? I have a. I actually have a similar story. Mine was um, the keyblade I had stuck was the one you get from Merlin, which just has like a ton of magic. Yeah. Okay. But Riku is immune to magic. I, d- I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, like, like he just, or like he has, like he's like heavily resisted. Like it's just a, it's not a bad keyblade. It's just terrible against him specifically. And um, like the only way I, I got that was just by like cheesing out uh, the Tinkerbell summon. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yeah. So like, like, and she's just really good. Like the summons a really a really cool mechanic. Um, and she just pops around and heals you. And so like. <laughs> basically i was just like hitting him with a wet noodle <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that scene in sword art online that's so terrible where he like they can't hit him enough to like he heals faster than they can hit him but like i'm just hitting riku with a pool noodle <laughs> over and over again. Oh, man. so annoying speaking of summons real quick just for anything there's never been a disparity in how I think of something in a video game and how I actually think of that thing in real life than in the Chicken Little Summon. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. The Chicken Little Summon Kingdom Hearts 2 is dominant. Yeah. For such weird, like, just it's, you C, would expect it. C plus like... of a movie. <laughs> uh, Zach Braff's here to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, goodness. 
the the okayest movie, the best summon. The best. Summon. <laughs> so. Um. Well, I mean, we kind of. I feel like you might have. In your all's answers, I already answered this next question. Sorry, yeah. No, no, no that's okay. That's okay, but I still want to ask it. Uh, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> well, because, like, you know, it might be different for the different games, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so uh, my question is, is Kingdom Hearts a replayable game for you? Why or why not? Uh, we'll go to Harry first. That is a, an excellent question. I would say yes. Um, I think the further along in the series you get, the less true that is. Um, Because in the first game, more than the others, your decisions on how you build Sora really are very impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, Where, you know, there's the three lines you can go down in the beginning of the game. There's the sword, the shield, and the magic staff. And so you can really build like a, a Sora that has like a lot of emphasis into magic or into physical attacks. Um, there's like all these other things you can do. And that's still very true in two. And I, I assume that there's like some Kingdom Hearts 3 stands that, you know, that there's like all these like choices and things and like the Keyblades you choose. But like, like I said earlier, it just does not matter because you just keep pressing the X button to attack and everything just dies. And like... <laughs> Like, woohoo, fun game. So, yes, I would say that they are all... Um, they are all very replayable, but weighted more towards the beginning of the series. Okay, that's fair. Sure. And and also, um, I mean, like, I, I think that, is, as is evident, um, the, the story for the first also weighted heavily towards the earlier games. The story still has, like... It's, it's still really fun and charming. Um, and it just like, it just doesn't really, for me, like I, I've played through the first two, uh, three times, I would oh. say, and, you know, I, I enjoyed it. it. It's, it's never as like fun the, as the first time with like any piece of media, but it, I still got a lot of like fun out of it, replaying it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Take it. Uh, I, I agree with Harry. I think the, the further back you go, the just more fun they are to, to replay and everything. Um, specifically, like I remember, you know, I, I think Birth by Sleep is a good one that you can replay, uh, which yes. is good because you have to, because you do have to play that game three times, basically, um, <laughs> yeah. to actually get all three stories. Um, yeah. Birth by Sleep, I think, is the best spinoff. Yeah, because that one, you know, all three characters that you play in that game, they all they all play very differently. Like, I remember, yes. you know, Aqua was basically just a magic wielder. Like I, I barely, yeah. I barely attacked with her. I just mainly just made magic. Um, which and then I, I really, I enjoyed the command deck system in that game quite a bit. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I did too. Um, which I was, which I was actually kind of glad they brought parts of that into Kingdom Hearts three. And then there were other parts I was like, I don't, why is this happening? Um, right. but no, that's that's just a part of it. Um, but uh, but yeah, and that and that one's. That one loses some of the charm because that one's kind of like the it's basically the revenge of the Sith of the Kingdom Hearts franchise, Um, you know, because it's but, you know, like it starts off like kind of happy with three good friends and then this horrible tragedies just immediately start happening. And and yeah, there, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I'll I'll say what I was about to say for potentially another question. 
because it, it's unrelated to the it's related to that game but unrelated to the question we were asked gotcha. so I'll, I'll i'll save that thought okay but but yes they more often than not the most of them are playable um yeah so yes i would say yes okay uh, I've got the I've got the next question, but I will uh, I'll submit part of my time so that Harry can finish his thought there because I was I was ready with what when you were talking about uh, birth by sleep there. Well, okay, so this is just like a big complaint. This is like something that, that franchises do, but I think that um, that I always really dislike, um, and it's something you can get away with, but like. When you get away with it, it's fine. But when you don't get away with it, it's just terrible. And it's just like when you just change things a lot in between installments and like you just make stuff up. So for like, and when it's very obvious you did that. So for example, just the Keyblade. Um, in the first one, it is very clear that there, at the time of them writing that game, there was only supposed to be one Keyblade. And it was just a big deal that Sora had it. <clears throat> but then in, like, the next game, it's just like, oh, no, there's, like, a bunch of Keyblades. Like, everyone has a Keyblade. And that's just an example. There's just, like, a ton of stuff. Like, it, like that. if it was just that, it wouldn't really bother me that much. Um... That one does bother me, though, because it's just like, oh, no, like Sora's not special. In fact, he's the worst. Like he doesn't he doesn't get a Keyblade Mastery or whatever. <laughs> or the he doesn't get the Mark of Mastery, even though he's like just carried the team on his back for the, the whole franchise. <laughs> um, but and just like. And, the, I, you know, they obviously didn't have a plan for nobody's going like when they were writing the first one. And that one's fine because it's the sequel. But then, like, you just get, like, the Keyblade Academy with, like, it's this whole big thing, but there's only five people that live there. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, just that, like, the inconsistencies through it. And that just really frustrated me. Um, and, and that kind and of came to a head. a lot more Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Do what? I said, and apparently Yin Sid knew a lot more in Kingdom Hearts 2 than he was letting on. Yes, and that they clearly just didn't have an idea for. I mean, it's it's basically everything that like frustrated me about um, like the Star Wars sequels. You know, it's just kind of like, well, okay, that was clearly not the intention, but well, it, it's just kind of like bad improv. Like, you know, are you guys familiar with the yes and rule? Yes, and and yes, yeah. So it's just it it just it just feels like bad yes and like it's like. Ah, no, we lied. So that's that's one thing um, that was evident. And Birth by Sleep just makes me think of that because it's like, well, wait, so the Keyblade's not special, so Sora's not special, but, like, when you were talking about it in the first game, like, why didn't Riku just go get his own Keyblade? Why is, why is it specifically Sora's Keyblade? Why do they refer to it as the Keyblade? And I don't know. So that's that's one thing that has always bugged me about like the latter games in the series. Gotcha. So that 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 was my thought, and I hope everyone sees why I uh, refrain from interrupting Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, it's because Sora is the purest of heart. 
Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't even want to. You go make there. me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to. Yeah. Uh, um. Well, thank you, Josh. What was your question? <laughs> Al, uh, do you want me to finish it up here, man? Um, yeah, so I do have um, a question to close everything out, just a quick one, but Josh, you go ahead, buddy. Okay. Um, so here's, so the thing is, like, I, I feel really weird not having played Kingdom Hearts 3, like I say, because uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2 were so, um, I don't know, formative in, in how I think of video games. Uh, yeah. For I mean, that, that's one of, those are those are two games that made me really think, uh, you know, I'll say this: like on on the on the side of like story or gameplay, I tend to fall. Like I'd like it to have a really good story, you know, and then I can look past some gameplay as opposed to having really good gameplay and then making me look past the story. And Kingdom Hearts one and two has a, in my opinion, a pretty pretty tight story. One of the first times I ever really thought about, you know, like scores in a video game. Uh, I mean, musical scores mm -hmm. uh, in a video game. Uh, one of the first times I ever thought about like art direction in a video game. Uh, and there's just all these great moments in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 that really add to the heart of it. Uh, you know, you guys are talking about your favorite memories, um, you know, and I'm just sitting here angry because no one mentioned the end of the Winnie the Pooh stuff in Kingdom Hearts 1, which, is, which by the way, is probably one of the most melancholy moments in the history of all video games. Uh, just you and Winnie the Pooh looking at the stars, wondering if you guys are going to remember each other after all this is done. Uh, because guess what? Sora's going to grow up, and he's not going to want to play with Winnie the Pooh anymore. And yeah. so when you're 16 years old and you're playing that... Uh, oh, my you know, God. Exactly. <laughs> so so there, there's, there's all these like moments like that that really elevate this to your... Harry, I, I know you call it like a simple story, but it really elevates a simple story into yeah. something bigger. Um, so here's my question, okay? And I have opinions on why this uh, uh on on why this happened but how did things get so bad in kingdom Hearts three because well i mean yeah you, you laugh but like no one talks about kingdom Hearts three the way i just talked yeah. about kingdom Hearts one and two exactly so yeah no one no one discusses any like i like if, if you said what your favorite moment from kingdom Hearts three was i mean i've never heard anybody talk about their favorite moments from kingdom Hearts three because mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like there's any real heart to it uh, one of the things that, that, that kind of turned me off from the game almost immediately is when I found out, and, and of course, I'm not, I think they uh, kind of fixed this in maybe some of the DLCs, or maybe I'm just wrong, but I heard there was none of the Final Fantasy characters in the, in the game. Right. Yeah, there, there, are, there are very few of them. They do kind of show up in the DLC. I wouldn't call it a fix, but yeah, they, they focus a lot more on the, like, it's weighted heavily more towards the Disney side of things, which it was already weighted that way, but like, it's even more so like, you don't really see, like, I, I was kind of thinking it would be cool to see like some final fantasy 15 characters or something like that. Um, 13 characters. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, you, it, it's pretty much just in kingdom hearts three. And this is a big thing with, um, what you were saying when you go to the like the Disney worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3, you will basically go to have your characters watch the events of their movies. Whereas in the previous Kingdom Hearts games, like, you know, they kind of participate, they have like, you kind of feel involved and like, 
things still generally play out the way they do in the movies, but like it's not just the plot of the movies like it is in the other games. Like so you, you don't get those neat interactions. I mean I mean in like um at the in the parts of the Caribbean level, like it they might as well have just had the live action shot or the live action scene at the end of um at World's End with just like goofy Sora and Donald photoshopped in because like it was almost shot for shot with them just kind of like in the background and same with let it go and the frozen level. And so, yeah, there's just no heart. Like they don't, they didn't like really try to think of fun ways to like, like, Hey, what if, uh, what if an anime character and Donald and goofy just showed up? Things would probably go different. Wouldn't it? Like, (laughs) Yeah, I don't, so I, I think I definitely agree with you, and that that's just an observation I made about three. Wait a second. Okay, real quick, Harry. Was there a Pirates of the Caribbean level in the third game? Because I do not remember it at all. <laughs> there sure was. Okay. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that one. I yeah, heard Frozen, is, heard Monster City, Toy Story. Completely forgot about the Pirates of the Caribbean one. Huh. Yeah. Craziness. <laughs> yeah. Did you play the Ratatouille minigame? I think I did because okay. I would love that. That sounds wonderful. Was it decidedly not wonderful? <laughs> oh, it was fine. I mean, um, it wasn't as good as like the so- Sword in the Stone mini game. That yeah, I'm kidding. So, that was in it, but yes, there should have been. Yeah. That would have been cool, wouldn't it? Square <laughs> Enix. <laughs> So, so basically, but to, to boil it down, Jake, I'll, I'll kick I'm you. So, real I'm quick. sorry, I. Uh... No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to uh, Harry in a second. But to boil it down, what's missing from Kingdom Hearts Three then? I, you, you said it best when you said there's not enough heart in it, honestly, which is which is so so ironic and fitting within right. uh, in the storyline of the, the game. Title. The you know, <laughs> some might say the Kingdom Hearts Three was just a nobody. Oh, okay. Anyways, no. Um, that was unnecessary. <laughs> Harry might just leave. Oh, oh never mind. Oh, no, I'm going to get the clap. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, in, in all honesty, the there's just a lot of things that go that go wrong with the way that story is set up. Because at the end of Dream Drop Distance, which is a great sentence to say, um... Mm-hmm. At the end of that one, you are set up with a, like, this cliffhanger where you're like, I, I, I literally do not know what is about to happen next. Like, this, because at this point, there are 13 different versions of Xehanort. There are, like, all these different, like, the final villain has been revealed, basically. Like, the final confrontation is there, okay? Yeah. And you... You're like, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're we're gonna we're gonna finally have this big epic moment and everything. And as someone who was so heavily invested in the story of the, of even just like the 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 made for the game characters, you know, Sora, Riku, Kyrie, uh, Lee slash Axel, um, no one Zan, calls him. Masters and Norton General. What do you say? No one calls him Lee. Nah, it, it is it's, weird. It, it, it? <laughs> but, it is really funny that like he's just like my name's Lee, and everyone just keeps calling him Axel because like, it's a cooler he's just name, Axel, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the th- but the thing is, is like all of those characters, you're so invested with them, and you really have no closure, or any kind of interaction with any of them, 
until the last, I'd say maybe five or six hours of the game. Yeah. Which that in itself is an issue. But also, like Harry said, there's no, it almost looked like they were just copying and pasting different Disney scenes and adding Sora, Donald, and Goofy into them. Um, which is why, which is why really the only one that I really kind of enjoyed was Toy Story because Toy Story goes into an entirely, entirely different version yeah. of it. I didn't know, and, and, and what was interesting is I didn't understand why I didn't like those levels until someone said that. Because when yeah. I was playing them, I was like, this is, this is fun. This is, you know, I'm, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts, you know? And, and, yeah. and it was, and I, I was like, but why don't I like this as much? And then I started to realize upon getting lost in the Big Hero 6 level for the, thir- for the 13th time, ah. um, that there is there's no real heart to it and there's no real like movement forward within the storyline until literally the lat like like you you are basically just going to disney world to disney world and just kind of having many adventures and then the last six hours are just all right guys info dump time here we go we're yeah well that's been waiting for for like eight years now Let, let's let's do it yeah and well, i just i'm sorry yeah. go ahead no you complete your thought no i just it for me, it was almost like they tried to do – like they had so many different disparate things they wanted to do, but they almost failed on every single one of them. Yeah. Because if, if you had done a – like if you had done something more where you were like, okay, this is like a very heavy Disney, Disney-centric game, that's, that's fine. But once again, then you're screwing up what made Kingdom Hearts work in the first place with the Disney levels from the first two games or, or even from Birth by Sleep and, or any of the other spinoffs. And then if you – but at the same time, if you make it so so focused on the you know the, the new characters and the main storyline and everything, then you're losing part of your Disney stuff, which is what happens in the last part of the game where you don't see any Disney characters at all. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, you're right. It's there's no Final Fantasy characters except for like Moogles. And yeah, also, don't get wrong. I love me, I love, Moogles. I love me some Moogles, I love Moogles. But at the same time, I'm when fan, yeah, yes, I love Moogles. But at the same time, when I look back to like Kingdom Hearts one and two, particularly Kingdom Hearts two, there is there's nothing. One of my favorite cutscenes in any video game ever is. Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and Mickey going off to face down a bunch of Heartless, and then it just randomly cuts to like freaking Squall, uh, freaking Squall, Leon Hart, and Cloud Strife taking down a horde of okay. Heartless. Yep. Okay, but but here's, here's what I'm talking about though with the, with the no Final Fantasy thing, and why that turned me off is Leon and Cloud are set up to have big storylines in Kingdom Hearts. 2, yeah, yeah, and that doesn't pay off. No, apparently not at all. No, it does not. No, not even a little bit. Not even in the spinoffs or anything. They, they, you don't really see them ever again. I just think that's just embarrassing. It, it is, and that's, and I think it's, I think it's to to me it was disheartening because to to have that because I was kind of with Harry because I didn't I tried to avoid spoilers for for that game when I first played it and the one of the I don't know if it's the first scene but it's a very early scene because you were talking about where the two guys are playing chess mm-hmm. when I first saw them because they have that big like sweeping scene over the castle. From someone who hadn't played all of Final Fantasy 15 yet, all I saw was a big, bright castle, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, this could be um, – uh, is it Ignis is his name? 
I don't know. Okay. The, okay. <laughs> okay. But, but what I'm saying is, like, I know. I, know. I don't know. I don't know. That was a great response. I'm having an entire fifth of jackass. Go play with your. I don't know. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Like, I, I thought that they were bringing in, like, the like the kingdom that's in Final Fantasy 15 or. You know, something from like Final Fantasy twelve or something like that. Like there were a lot of things they could have pulled from even without doing like Squall but, and but Leon. What's interesting is I think we all would have been happy, you know, with seven, eight, and ten, the characters absolutely. from that. Yeah, absolutely. Because those were the characters once again that were inhabiting, you know, in you know, in Kingdom Hearts. And like the thing was like like you've got that scene in and and, and, now, and now I don't know, we need to end this up. But 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 you got that scene in 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 two you know, where Cloud is, is you know, looking, you know, to the, to the sky and asking Sora, clearly asking Sora about Aerith, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sora doesn't know that. And, you know, Aerith is on Traverse Town. We know that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, like, I remember we all had theories, like, okay, I guess is Traverse Town kind of like limbo? Is that where, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, where these people go to, you know, like, what what is Traverse Town? Is it more important than we, we thought and everything? And, like, I mean, everyone had really strong opinion on how that storyline was going to go and i remember when when the fir- when the first review i read it was on ign and they said we won't figure out any of the story until you're 50 hours in this game and i was like that's really disheartening yeah you know because because one of the things they did once again like i said with one and two the big thing i loved was how they paced that story yeah uh, that story could have just been the most ramshackle ridiculous I'm just throwing stuff against the wall. And we all would have loved it because it's Disney and Final Fantasy. But one of the things they did was they were like, okay, so you're going to get swallowed by a well. And it's going to be an annoying level. But this is also where Riku is going to tell you his entire purpose. You know, and like, yeah. and so like every every level had something like that in it. And, well, I don't know if the Alice Wonderland level had anything like that in it, but that's okay. But like, but, but other than that, you know, the, that, that, that the pacing and the style, just everything, you know, and, and I, I was geared up. Like, I mean, because I, you know, particularly after Kingdom Hearts 2 ends, and I have to wait, you know, all these years for Kingdom Hearts 3, and all these questions are still in my mind, and people are telling me, like, it's just, it's not going to get answered. That was, that was, uh, yeah. That, that, that almost turned me into a nobody. Well, well, well. Yeah. Would, it, would it make you feel better if I told you that the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 teases a sequel? It doesn't. It does not at all. Yeah. Actually, it okay. Well, well, one thing that I, I I think really separates three from the others is that one and two, like most good stories, like actually like well, there, there's like a, a kind of a through line. There's like a goal. So like you know, in the first one, Sora's um, Sora's looking for uh, Kyrie and Riku, and or, and uh, Donald and Goofy are looking for King Mickey. Um, and in the second one, they're kind of like investigating organization 13 and they need to go around and like, um, help all the worlds. Like there's like, they're on a mission in the first two games. Like they have like an overarching goal, but at the beginning of kingdom hearts three, um, Yin Sid's just like, all right, Sora, you dropped out of college. Just go around. I don't know. <laughs> and like, and like, so, so, and so it's like, ah, oh, geez, okay. And like, 
and Sora just around <laughs> until the plot happens. <laughs> and they're like, oh, like, and you know, like when you hit like uh, the, for me, it was like the 20 hour mark or something. And they, they call Sora on his iPhone and like, <laughs> like, hey, uh, Sora, you f- <laughs> around for the exact amount of time. Come to the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, all right. And at, so at the end, but like they would try to like, you know, feed you like the carrot on the stick. And it's all like some like someone in a dark coat would like come and just say weird stuff to them. And Donald and Sorrow would be confused, and then Goofy would have to exposit all this weird anime plot. <laughs> and, and it's always Goofy. It, like, the character saying it, and that just doesn't work with anything else. Like, I, I kind of thought about, like, Goofy and other anime. Like, like uh, just imagine like watching Evangelion, but like Goofy's like, "Well, gosh, Shinji, I guess Ava Unit One was cloned from Lilith, not Adam." <laughs> <laughs> like, I would watch that so hard, man. Uh, that would that would that would save Evangelion for me. I gotta be honest. Well, well, gosh, Oscar, I guess your mo- the part of your mother that loved you got stuck in Ava Unit Two. That's <laughs> why she was so despondent. <laughs> that's beautiful yeah i don't i don't know it's that so that that i think that that's like a really big thing that is missing from three is just like a solid through line and like just a goal like you are you are literally just walking oh! around for no reason <laughs> I just love it. it's like I think a big thing that's missing from three is like a storyline. Basically, <laughs> what you said. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's your wow. <laughs> I agree, Josh. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, this has been a blast. Um, I really enjoyed this because it's really um, kind of shown something that I think really bears repeating whenever. Um, you try to do entertainment like this, uh, this kind of discussion-based entertainment, is that, you know, um, um, I didn't lie at the beginning of this podcast. Harry and Jacob are two of the biggest, most ardent um, fans of Kingdom Hearts that I know. Um, And just because when you're a fan of something, just because you have criticisms of that thing, it doesn't remove your passion or your favor of the thing you're criticizing a lot of the times is that that criticism is coming from a place where you want it to be the best version of itself um obviously that can go completely the other way um as well and that's not good but um it's really important uh to kind of think about that and remember that um i say that also just uh with the insider knowledge family correspondence that one of us is going to have to draw the short straw and um, and write a review on hey guys um so everybody be prepared for that um but um i do want to close with a question which i think is pretty relevant um for both harry and jacob as fans of the franchise who have stuck with it through both its highs and lows um and you know we're Adults were all in like um, our late 
20s. Uh, we've st- stuck with this franchise through our childhoods, through through adolescence, through adulthood, um, up to now. So I want to ask one by one. Uh, Harry, I'll start with you. Uh, you said yourself uh, the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3 does tease um, another chapter in the franchise. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 drops uh, whenever it may be. It could be 18 years from now. But Kingdom Hearts 4 drops. If It'll it were be to... Kingdom Hearts 3.4. Let's be real. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever iterations of Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. Um, Kingdom Hearts 4 drops. Says it drops. Say it drops this year. Just hypothetically. Um, are you going to buy and play Kingdom Hearts in the next installment? Uh, yeah. I think I think this bears a special discussion now just because um, a lot of the games um, nowadays, uh, we're starting to see a rise in price. We're starting to see a distinction yeah. between the $60 games and the $70 games. Yeah. So, um, so, so you think, yes, you will yeah. be? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. So when Kingdom Hearts three came out, I took a day of, uh, I, I took the day off. And I remember like, that. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I was just like, okay, I'm, like, it, you know, I just had some PTO and was just like, I just want to play this game for like twenty four hours, and I don't regret that. Like I, you know, I, I went and just bought some snacks, and I was like, I'm just gonna stay in this in our living room, and I, I cleared it with you and our other roommate Patrick. Like, just can I have the TV? <laughs> um, the whole day and you guys were cool sure. with it and like sure. you know and I, I don't regret that because I do think that the first 10 hours of that game um, are really good just kind of like the first day in Pigeon Forge is really good but if I had to spend like 40 hours in Pigeon Forge I'd just want to jump off of a bridge <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful that's, wow. that's real that's the, okay Jake that's the tagline for the, yeah. for the- yeah, and Sid talks to Sora, welcome to Pigeon Forge, Sora. Just look <laughs> around until it's time to fight Organization 13. <laughs> oh, man. Am I allowed to say the F word? <laughs> I'm very excited for how Jake's going to bleep them out, actually. That's really good, okay. Um, I'll figure out. A, I'll figure out some uh, soundboard or something to, to use. Yeah, but, yes, I will. I didn't. I, I I refused to play the Kingdom Hearts Rhythm game that I should say also had pertinent plot information happen. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I remember that. I remember. Yeah. That. I I didn't know it pertinent information. I kind of wanted to just because I do love the music. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know it. I didn't know it actually had a storyline. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it has a post credit scene, is my understanding. Oh my god. Awesome. <laughs> I might bite the bullet for us on that one, Harry. I, I might pick that one up myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, Jacob, same question. Say hypothetically, Kingdom Hearts 4, whatever the next iteration of the franchise is, drops later on this year, hypothetically. Um, I want to emphasize hypothetically, everybody. Uh, Phantom correspondents yeah. do not have an insider at Square Enix who's who's trying to leak us Kingdom Hearts information. My <laughs> <we> did, no. <laughs> um, 
Um, so Jacob, say it drops later on this year. Um, are you going to buy and play on the next installment of the franchise? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd have to, you know, just because because the thing is, is Square Enix, they're, they're not a bad they're not a bad studio, not by any means. You know, they're, they, and they're, they're, they're a very good studio. Um, and I mean, we and I know it's technically Crystal Dynamics who did it. But I mean, if the if the turnaround for the Avengers game is any kind of really kind of it really it really kind of way to look at it. I, I think I think they would take a lot of the criticism from Kingdom Hearts three and hopefully try to fix it in the next one. Yeah. Um, well, ha- having not played the DLC myself yet, I'm not 100 percent certain that that hasn't already happened or that well, they even didn't try it. Even you should be aware that. So the DLC is um, it involves going back in time. It's like Sora watching the end of Kingdom Hearts three. And guess what? You get to play the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 again as he's watching it. <laughs> so I just want you to be emotionally ready for that. They do add some, like, there's, like, one scene in particular that I think is really cool um, in the DLC and some others. Like, I, I do, like, the DLC was pretty neat other than having to replay everything, but that's that's all I'll say about you playing the DLC. Okay, yeah. I, I do intend on playing that sooner or later. Um, but but no, I mean like I I would I would have to because I I have because the, 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 we have such a love and reverence for the first two games and and really for for most of the series that we would kind of have to we would kind of have to at least see the game and see what it's like and see if they were trying to actually fix the issues from, from the third game um, or the 10th, depending on how you're looking at it. Um, but so, so for me, like the, and honestly, the, the thing is, is that they've already done it before. Like they've already made games that were good and made and made games that we fell in love with. They can do it again. Right. They just have to figure out the, the the process for it, and they have to figure out that basically that you know make your own story and and because that's honestly that's what we loved about Kingdom Hearts. None of the mm-hmm. there there is no Mickey and there is no Mickey movie where he is like the king of this like of Disney Castle and like there's like an army of of people underneath him and like Donald's a maid and Goofy's yeah and, like, I there. There is no storyline like that. They made their own story, and I think that them kind of getting away from aspects of that is really what what hurt Kingdom Hearts three, for in, in my opinion. I do think that if you just if you like if you want to sell this game to someone, you just have to or this franchise to someone, you just have to say like, there's a moment in Kingdom Hearts two where Mickey Mouse goes on like an anime revenge rage. Like <laughs> they'll pay like for he, this. Like he like throws off his cloak and he's in his like anime outfit and he's like they'll pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> that is like that is in the game and it is played straight. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. I th- well, I think like a lot of it kind of comes down to like Square Enix, from my perspective as an outsider, was kind of accommodating the franchise's director Tetsuya Nomura. 
who's like he's also the designer like he like i mentioned him earlier he's the design character designer for final fantasy 7 so like objectively in my opinion he's a very very talented artist Mm -hmm. in that respect but um yeah he just has done a really bad job with the franchise uh maybe that's like maybe it's just really people think differently in japan and that could just be us from like a western perspective feeling the way we do um but I, I if if that's not the case then i i think that they should just give him less responsibility <laughs> <laughs> just like have you know you can have too many cooks in the kitchen but you can also have too few mm. like mm. just have mm. just like that's also kind of how i feel about the pokemon franchise like game freak made one really amazing game 20 years ago and like hasn't changed it in enough meaningful ways like they have changed it and they have improved but like i i do think someone else other than game freak making a pokemon game a mainline pokemon game would be really refreshing and cool mm-hmm. um so i i think that that same logic like if someone else came on to write kingdom hearts it would be a good change of pace harry harry, harry real quick um you made that statement about pokemon and jake jake shot me a look like please don't take this into a pokemon argument please just don't do it <laughs> so I, I i i just want you to know that i'm not doing that but it's probably coming okay i'm gonna let you finish <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right all right guys well um i want to say thank you to everybody at home uh, who chooses to hang out with us i say this a lot but there's um a lot of just stuff out there that you can consume um and (laughs) and experience so um it really does it means the world to us that you choose to hang out with us um on this podcast we do Uh, we always really appreciate the support um i want to thank my fellow fandom correspondents i want to thank our special guest harry uh for being on the podcast thank you for Um, having me a great time Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I want to sound our call, Phantom is for everyone. Um, holler at us on our various um, accounts on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, we're on Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, uh, give us a shout out, everybody. Uh, tell us how you feel about Kingdom Hearts, um, about um, Square Enix as a studio. Just holler at us about your random s- stuff you care about, because that's, uh, as you've seen, that's all we do on this mm-hmm. show it's just it's just holler about the stuff we love because that's what it's all about yep. but uh i wish everybody a good day and good night and thank y'all very much we will see you on the next one uh jacob would you like to do the honors on this one <clears throat> cowabunga <laughs>